Welcome in. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com. I'm Chad Brendel. He's Dave Simone. I am on location tonight from beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. It's actually like if you get away from the the cesspool that is right around Legion Field, Birmingham's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was uh what was the menu tonight? Uh, actually, I was I was really surprised tonight. Uh, today, I was I I didn't stop anywhere. I went down to get breakfast this morning. They have the you know the continental breakfast, and there was a line like fifty deep. I was like, nope. So I just went to the event and I ate at the event all day. They had a food truck uh, that had pizza, so I had a big New York slice of pizza for lunch. And then went to the hospitality room for dinner and they had these really good, like, uh, hot sandwiches. And the one I had was like a, like a smoked chicken with lettuce and hospitality room at an AAU event. Wow. The, the shoe companies generally like Adidas and, and Nike, uh, Nike would stab you if you tried to get in. Uh, but they, for the coaches, they generally have pretty nice hospitality rooms under armor as well. Adidas let us into theirs, the media. So they had a they had a, a really nice like like grilled style like deli sandwich with uh, lettuce and had a good sauce on it and some chips and some mac and cheese and like a wow. homemade cookie. So I had that for dinner. Um, tomorrow I've got to figure out a way to get to Gus's. Yeah, I'm just not going to forgive myself if I'm in a place with Gus's and I don't have Gus's before I get out of here. It's a tough tough one to drive back uh thinking about yeah there is one in atlanta so i can redeem myself in atlanta like maybe with but here's the problem dave do i really want to get gus's like right before i get on the road to drive back to cincinnati and risk falling asleep like (laughs) 10 miles outside of atlanta because my belly's full that's uh yeah it's a a roll the dice you might have to make depending on how you plan the rest of your time well, the hard part is like they every it closes at like eight o'clock. Yeah. So that makes it a little difficult when uh, when getting out of the gym. But uh, I did Whataburger last night. Put that up on the uh, Brendel's Bites YouTube. It was okay. Haven't had that one. It was okay. Their fries. They have spicy ketchup with their fries, and that kind was of like a uh, a Freddy's like spicy sauce or more. Just no, it was like straight ketchup, straight ketchup, like spicy ketchup which was pretty good. The fries are pretty good, but the burger was, was okay. Um, so that's, that's been the extent of the, uh, the meals so far. I mean, look, when you're on these road trips that they offer to feed you for free uh, at the event, and the food's yes. pretty good. Like, okay. Like you're going to sacrifice the local wear. Cause this, like this, this gym is kind of, it's not like way off the beaten path, but I think Gus's from the gym is like 35 minutes. Oh yeah. That's way too far. So that's like an hour and a half, almost two hours. If there's free food. Yeah. Well, it's like two hours. I'm going to have to take out of my schedule for watching games. Right. So, you know, do people want me to watch games and report on what <laughs> I see chicken. or do they want me to go eat fried chicken? I, I would pick the fried chicken. Well, yeah, but I'm a slave to the content. Dave. Yes, that's right. Aren't we all? <laughs> I am a slave right. to the content. So let's get into it. Today was our, your first time back on the road in. Well, how, I was out in. April oh, you were and in May. the beginning. In the, you did get to go out in the beginning session, but the but, coaches um, weren't out. Right. 
So kind of just empty the empty the notebook. I'll just kind of yeah. Lay this out is gonna here. this is gonna substitute for a written article tonight because uh, it's I, I'm tired. Like you forget these things are like they're not hard work, but they're exhausting because you're just doing the same thing like over and over and over again all day. Um, it's interesting because for the most part that like the first day or two of this is going to be a lot of like fact finding um you know a lot of kids that maybe you saw like you, you got to remember co yes coaches were out at the end of june but almost all of that was kids playing with their high school teams which for the most part means they're playing against other high school teams and you're not going to get a really good look of like, how does this kid look against other really talented high major guys? Um, so that was uh, a lot of the day was spent doing that. Uh, the guy I would say that, that probably had the best day was Gabe Cups, who's uh, 2023 from Columbus, uh, UC offered. Um, I thought he was from Centerville. Centerville, sorry, my bad. Um, won a state title. Uh, a little bit on the smaller side for a point guard. But, man, and he, he had 27 today against a, a really good team from Utah. And uh, he scored pretty much every way possible. He, he hit driving layups. He hit threes. He hit from the mid-range. He passed it really well. Here's been my <laughs> – this isn't fair to Gabe Cups at all. Here's been my problem with, with Gabe Cups. And I've seen him now. I think this was like my sixth time watching Gabe Cups. My problem with Gabe Cups is he's not Reed Shepard. <laughs> and that's a me problem, right? But if it's if you're not gonna get Reed Shepard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is when you're watching them play, they're on the same team. So when you're watching them play together. Your eyes gravitate. You just, yeah, you just naturally want to see what Reed is doing. And it's usually like he had, he. I mean, and, and if you don't know Reed Shepard, Reed Shepard's a 2023. Uh, he's from Kentucky. His dad is Jeff Shepard, who played at Kentucky. His mom played at Kentucky. He's a top 50 kid. I think he's. I think he's more in the line of a five star than he is a top 50 kid. But. He can shoot. He can pass. He's he's only about six three, six two, six three, but he plays really hard. He's okay. He's, you know, he can help you on the glass. He's just outstanding, and he's so fun to watch play. And I, you have to like talk yourself out of doing this. I judge Gabe Cups against Reed Shepard, which isn't fair to Gabe Cups, because Gabe Cups is every bit a high major point guard. He's just not a five-star high major point guard or a really high four-star five, but a uh, high major point guard. He's probably a mid-level four-star point guard. That's, that's good too, but it's, you know, but today he stepped out of the, the Reed Shepard shadow a little bit and, and played exceptionally well in his, uh, in his game this, this evening. So who, who is there to actually watch him? Well, that's, that's really hard to like say because um, you, know, you don't get to go around and like, sir, you know, raise hands. Who's here for Reed? Who's here yeah, for Gabe? I, I just mean like, who do you think 
is there I mean, legitimately like I'm I, focused on him. I know Reed is there, but like this coach or this coaching staff is legit there to watch. From Cup. what I know, all the teams that have gotten in on cups in the spring or this spring going leading into the summer are very legitimately like heavily interested. Um, Which would be who? Ohio State, Cincinnati, Xavier. Um, let me, I don't want to get it wrong. Because these things are difficult to do after a, a full day of sitting in the gym. Um, and I know we've talked to, you know, we've, we've kind of mentioned him. He's been talked about on the board. I'm sure that information is out there. But we always have to look at it as every podcast could be somebody's first podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they might have no idea who Gabe Cups is until right now. Indiana's involved. Ohio State's involved. Like pretty much everybody in the region is looking at Gabe Cups as a 2023 point guard. Um, and I believe Virginia has got some interest in him. Um, you know, he, he's, he, he blew up this spring and it's one of those, like, you got to give the kid credit because for the most part, you know, teams are there watching Reed, right. And then you see Gabe Cubs playing really well and you're like, all right, like we need to I can't need get to- Reed. Maybe I can get this kid. Right. Um, and, he, and he won a state championship as a as a junior or as a sophomore, excuse me, at Centerville. Um, he he's he was really really good today. So that would be probably who had the best day for me. Uh, I did find an interesting young guy, Dave. Yes. So I was I, somebody asked me if I could go check out a, a kid as a favor. Uh, a local Cincinnati kid who it probably um, if we're tracking this kid going forward is that he's a 2024. Uh, his name's Ben Minker. I think he goes to Mason uh, rising sophomore. And he, he probably looked like he'd probably be like a Mac level kid, you know, unless he, he grows some and really develops, but, but I would guess like more of a Mac level kid. So, so I pop over um luckily or fortunately for for that time slot I didn't really have anything to watch so I pop over and somebody's like while you're watching that see number 13 over there keep an eye on him so he's a 2025 what what grade are you even in it at 2025 you're a rising freshman so okay. you're going I, to be I a mean, freshman. It would have taken me five minutes to do like 2022 is this, 2023. Like, I mean, so he'll, really, he's basically he's an eighth grader. I mean, he's going to be a freshman. He's going to be well. He's out of eighth grade now. He's he's right. going, he's going to be a freshman in the fall. And the more I started digging, I, I said, "What's the kid's name?" It's like Kingston Land. I said, "Wait, Eugene Land? Yep." Oh, okay. Interesting. The kid's already pushing six six, really long. Where does he go to school? Goes to Moeller. And oh, really? I said, yeah. At, <clears throat> at a couple of the team camps that Moeller played this spring, he was with the varsity. Which, if you know anything about Carl Kramer and Moeller, they don't like young guys. Like you yeah. don't get run at Moeller 
unless you're a junior or a senior. So they're already letting this kid play with the varsity uh, as a rising freshman at team camps. He's going to be very, very good. You can, he's still really raw. Like he doesn't know what he's doing yet, but at that size, uh, especially if he keeps growing and gets to six, eight, six, nine long can, can protect the rim, runs the floor really well. Good. Like fluid athlete. Uh, he could be something to really keep an eye on in the city in the near future. You want to know another, another thing that made me feel really old. <laughs> one of the, one of the kids on the team, he was a 2024. I looked and his last name was McBride. Like Miles' brother? No. What? Remember Anthony McBride? Oh, yeah. His son. No, come on. His son. No, that doesn't even make sense. He was like, he used to come to practice with Mug, which is Anthony's nickname, when Mug was, was a walk-on. He was on the team with Yancey. Yeah. He used to come to practice with 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 his dad when he was like three years old. I guess Anthony had him in high school. <laughs> Jeez, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, Miles or or Deuce, like it's a cousin or something. And I think it is, but they're like, no, that's Mug's son. I went, oh my god, I have been doing this way too long, way that's too nuts. long. That's nuts. He's actually, he looked like a pretty solid player. He was like 6'4". Uh, he's a 2024. Um, so I don't know that he's tracking like high major or anything, but uh, that, was, that was another interesting name. And I couldn't believe it when they told me he was Muggs' son. Unbelievable. Um, let's see. Going through the list. Uh, I got to see Mikai Johnson from uh, Wildcats Select 16U, the, the point guard from 2023, another 2023 point guard that they offered um, from West Virginia. Like him a lot. Uh, really smooth, plays really under control. Uh, the only thing I didn't like, he's got like a uh, like a really weird set shot from three. Like neither feet leave the ground one foot's kind of planted in front of the other like he had decent rhythm to his shot but it was it was a strange one like i i that one's going to take me a little while to get used to um let's see where is wildcat select there was another kid that i liked a 6'2 point guard. He's actually 2024. 20, His name is Delquan Warren. He goes to Spire Institute in Cincinnati or in, in Ohio. Dave, you would love this kid. He was all or nothing. He, I thought Chris Mack's head was going to explode. He tried to throw a lob off the backboard with like three guys around him. It was like barely transition. He just tried to throw <laughs> it up off the backboard to Mikai Johnson. And they just swarmed it like, <laughs> but love it. Super aggressive. Six, two. He tried to dunk on two kids heads. Uh, he made a three. He got fouled on a three. Um, he threw a ridiculous pass, uh, like threaded a needle to Makai Johnson. Um, 
for a bucket. Like he was an exciting one. So I, I think, you know, being a kid with ties to the region, uh, long-term, um, Del Quan, D-E-L-L-Q-U-A-N, Warren. It was his name. He's going to be an interesting one to track over the years. Uh, what was what was probably the most disappointing today for me, Dave, is I got to watch quite a bit of uh, Team Loaded, thinking, you know, Wes coming in, they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of guys that are uh, team loaded guys because, you know, before the pandemic hit, like team loaded was, was riding kind of the top of the wave. And uh, boy, they, they had like one high major kid, maybe per team. It, the mighty have fallen for team loaded. I don't know if that was a result of like all the stuff that went down with Dennis Smith and, yeah. and Bam Adebayo, like the, the amount of bags that were being dropped. Uh, but I talked to, I did talk to a couple assistant coaches that, uh, that work in that region that said that North Carolina is, is pretty down right now in terms of their, their overall talent production. So I was a little disappointed yeah. by that. Um, I did get to see Atlanta Celtics and Caleb Banks is really freaking good. To the point, like I think that one's so far down the line. I don't know if like, they're going to be able no to. There's no point in going to watch him play anymore. Yeah, I mean, I get why they're they're trying. Like, trust me, I get it. Like he he hit a couple deep threes, was just hammering the rim in transition. He was a menace in the passing lanes. Like he was he was very very good. But I mean, he's six eight. He plays kind of combo forward but more of a more of a three and my guess is now I've heard that um Indiana's not in a good spot for Jalen Johnson who was was kind of their top target and if they're not getting Jalen Johnson my Jalen Johnson my guess is that Caleb Banks is next on their list um the one guy I did like from team loaded Virginia he feels like an Alabama kid though like Petway is gonna Maybe. I mean, like, is he, could he fit like a Herb Jones type role? Oh, he's not as, as physical as Herb Jones. Like his body's not as developed. You can tell he's still, you know, a little thin. Um, but it like the things he does, he could fill that role. I think. Cause you know, they just want shooters and then long guys that can play defense on the, on the interior. Here's the thing. He does both of those. But I've heard Indiana's in a really good spot for, for Caleb Banks. Um, one, the one guy I did like from Team Loaded Virginia was a kid named Devin Cosby. Um, shooter with a little bit of size. Uh, looked like a, a, a three. Um, maybe, maybe more of a two, but just like a wing, a wing shooter um, that, that I thought had some potential. And the, the worry with him is, is he, is he just a shooter? You know what? Yeah. What else does he? What else does he bring to the floor? Um, so I can see where that's a little bit of a concern with him. Oh, let's see. Is there anybody else? Cups? Anyone else that you think you saw that is a legit? Whether it's twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, that like UC's offered, they've put started. If it's twenty twenty three, they've started to put in the work. 
It's 2022. They've put in the work that, like, I think it's too early. We could, oh, we could get like any guys that you feel like are legit, like still too early to tell or legit targets. You know, anything like that. I think most everything right now is still like outside of like you know Leon Bond. They've already put in a lot of work on. You know, I think he is. You know, Sage Tolentino, but he's not. He would have been here, um, but he messed up his he, knee a little bit. He wasn't hurt. Yeah, so um, I think those are the guys that really, like, would be closest right now. I think, you know, you're going to probably come out of it, like, this week and next week with a much better idea of, like, what they really are kind of thinking and prioritizing. And I think more, more than a few of the guys they're prioritizing are, are at different events. Right. You know, I mean, I, I tweeted that out or posted that on the board this morning. Um, you know, Wes understandably was watching Leon Bond this morning. Right. The good news there, it sounds like he played okay, which is exactly how, about, how uh, you want him to play. Deontay Bass on Atlanta Celtics. He didn't do much of anything, Dave. He looks the part. He's really long. He's really athletic. It's only one game. I'm going to watch him again tomorrow. He absolutely looks the part. He's six seven. He looks like he's he just, 25. He just kind of floated. Like he he just <laughs> didn't do a whole lot. So I don't know. I, I didn't get a good read on him today. Maybe it was just a, a day where he didn't get the ball or you know, didn't that's the hard part about today is we only got to see guys one time. Um, I hate making rush judgment on only seeing guys once. I know it's part of the right. job, but you have to, and, and this works the other way too, where you see a guy once and he, you know, he's it, awesome. It, yeah. It happened. That's like, that's kind of the, the Leland Walker evaluation. The first time I saw Leland Walker, he scored 34 points, hit like six deep threes. And I'm like, where do you get the, can you send this kid in NLI now? Um, and then I went back the next game. He had almost all the exact same shots, almost all the exact same opportunities. And he scored seven. Yeah. So you have to be careful. I I I wanted to like Dante Bass. Like he's one of those, like uh, at least from today, one of those layup line kids that'll fool you. Cause you see him in the layup line and you're like, well, that's the best looking dude on this team. You know, him and him and uh Banks together, you're like, those are the two guys. And then Banks dominates and, and Bass didn't really do much of anything. So. How about L.J. Thomas and Avion Pinner? L.J. Thomas, I liked um, a little, but I I don't know that he's like a, a if you're going to have a small freshman class, I don't know that he's a guy you bring in and expect to um, to contribute right away. Pinner okay. is a 2023. Um, okay. I, I think he could get into a bar without being carded. <laughs> like that's he's he's got the the long hair and like a scruffly beard like if he would have if he would have shown up in sweats with a broom to sweep the floor when the when the gym closed you'd have just been like oh that's the janitor that's 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 steve the janitor hey steve how you doing buddy <laughs> um good athlete really long good size like he was right in that six seven six eight range 
Um, definitely like a, more of a four than a three. Um, I didn't see a lot of back to the basket game out of him, uh, but, but the type, like when you talk about how West plays run the floor, you know, press, attack people defensively, get out in transition, finish at the rim. He looks like a long-term guy, you know, that you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on. Um, Is there anybody, um, that you did not see today that you are playing on seeing tomorrow? I don't think so. So um, all these guys would be just a second viewing. Yeah, unless I mean, sometimes there's guys that didn't weren't weren't able to make the first day that show up tomorrow. Um, there's a couple guys for Indie Elite that I didn't get to see. Uh, there's a kid I wanted to see, but he was I, I, he didn't play or he only played a little bit because I think he he messed up his foot a little bit. Um, so I don't know that I'll get to see his name's Seth Hubbard from Game Elite. I don't know that I'll get to see him. Roberts um, is there today. Will he be there again tomorrow? Or is he going somewhere else? He'll be here again tomorrow. And then I think he's headed out Saturday. I think Dollar is going to be here tomorrow too. And then Wes will be here in Birmingham on Saturday. Um, but uh, back to my you? point of yes. Wes and Dollar were both in Atlanta today for Leon Bond and Jalen Martin. Like that tells you. And then I believe Sensiball is at an, another event in Atlanta. Bryce Sensiball, uh, who was a 2022 offer from Florida, but his dad is a UC alumni, and the kid has 513 tattooed on his bicep. So you would think would there's some traction you, there. Lend you to believe that he might have an interest in right UC. Um, Andre is Morgan was Jalen Martin from Tallahassee. That Jalen Martin, yes, kid from Florida. They offered him uh, after the first open evaluation period in June, went the first high school evaluation period in June. Um, and there's a little bit of traction there too. Uh, Andre Morgan was at a JUCO event in Florida watching Deshaun Nelson, <laughs> was the 6'7, 6'8 uh, combo forward. Uh, originally from Toledo that's now in junior college. Um, I talked to somebody today that knows his, you know, one of my guys that's uh, very dialed in in Ohio. And I asked him about Nelson and he said, I mean, he, he would have had to have come a long way in the past year if he's Cincinnati's level. And I said, he only shot 48% from three his first year in Juco. And he's like, I don't believe those stats. <laughs> <laughs> He said, how many attempts a game? I looked it up. I was like, 1.3 attempts a game. He goes, there you go. Like, at least he's, at least at that point, you have a pretty um, high confidence level that he's taking the ones he's supposed to take. And he's not just jacking them, but he's knocking in the ones he's supposed to take. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of, that's, you know, you, you, you follow the head coach to know who you know, is the, the primary guy at the beginning and the primary guy very clearly today was Leon Bond. And that lets you know oh, what, yeah. we, what we already knew coming in. We already knew that Leon Bond is the top of the board uh, right now. And so far, Dave, Virginia watched him very early this morning or very, very early this afternoon. It was right when coaches were allowed to watch players at noon and we have not seen a Virginia offer go out. So that's 
good news for today. I mean, now, I'm sure they're probably going to watch him again tomorrow. Yeah. But we're monitoring to see if that Virginia offer comes. Because that's, I think that could be trouble if it does. We, what yeah. you want is you want to hear Leon Bond play just okay for the next three weeks. We talked about it though earlier today. Part of his part of his game though doesn't really jive with what Virginia wants to do. We don't know is the problem. It's not that he can't shoot. It's that he doesn't shoot. So we don't well, know if he can shoot. But if you don't shoot, then you have then they can't know if he can or not. Exactly. So <laughs> But he's the type of guy, though, that if coaches watch him enough, he's such a bulldog. Like, he's he gets after it so much that even if your whole philosophy is spread the floor, you can win with him on your team because he does enough things well. My thing with Leon is his free throw stroke looks pretty good. The times I've seen him shoot from three, it's not like he's been terrible. So he's got pretty good, pretty good form from beyond the arc. It's just a matter of how does it translate when he starts taking a higher volume of shots. So that'll be the interesting part about Virginia's um evaluation of him is is he what tony bennett wants because while yes their philosophy on offense is spread the floor their philosophy on defense is having guys like leon bond right you know long and, and we know that's more that's more important long athletic can defend most them positions, yeah has that toughness has that you know that kind of bulldog mentality about him so I, i'm interested to see if we hear of that offer from Virginia, uh, it, it'll be a tough one if it comes. If not, I think you're in a slugfest with Marquette. Um, Shaka Smart. Yeah, Shaka Smart. Shaka. There is another 2023, I think, name I wanted to get to um, that I think is going to be interesting. His name is Anthony Gibson Maxwell. Okay. 6'1 point guard. Uh, he's listed at St. Mary's Catholic High School, but he is transferring to a new high school for his junior season. Would you care to guess what that high school is, Dave? I mean, how could I possibly? This is the first time I've ever heard of this kid. Think about it. What high school would he be going to that would instantly be of interest to Mike Roberts and Wes Miller? Some high school in Indiana. I don't know. No, New Hampton. Oh, okay. <laughs> the prep school that both Wes Miller and Mike Roberts went to and became friends, which has led to their uh, long history together in the coaching profession. So um, he was really fast. Really fast. And the thing I liked about him more than anything, they were playing a team that was trying to really trying to speed them up and press. And he was playing up with the 17-year-old the team. So he's playing up an age level. 
the ball did not stick in his hands at all. Like he got it. He knew where his teammates were. He knew who the open guy was and he moved it quick. And remember back, like everybody would always talk about like when Mick would talk about playing fast, I'm like, well, there's one of two ways you can play fast. A have fast players. That's kind of like the only way. No, it's not. Well, how do you play fast with slow players? You move the ball fast. So that the ball is getting up the court faster than the opponents can run, right? Because I yes. can throw a ball faster than you can run. Correct. But if I'm slow, it doesn't matter because I can't get past the other guys. <laughs> but I'm talking about when you're a guy starting the break, like initiating yeah. a fast break. You either get it in the hands of somebody that's really fast or you get it in the hands of somebody that knows how to move the ball quickly up the baseline and get into transition to your wings, hypothetically, that are looking yes. to attack downhill. This kid does both. If he's got the open lane, he beats you off the bounce. And if not, he's looking to move the ball quickly up the court to a wing to put that wing in position to attack the rim as the defense is trying to get set. So he was kind of the best of both worlds in that regard. And he always had his head up. He always, I mean, he had a really good feel for the game. I'd say he knocked it down a three um, that I saw late in the game that looked pretty good. His, his base and shot were a little bit low, but the ball came out clean. The rotation was good and he hit nothing but net. That's the only one I saw him take. The only problem I had with him today, and he's a 2023, so he has time to, to work on this was his lower body wasn't strong enough yet when he got to the rim to absorb contact, which keep in mind, like I said, he was playing up in age group. So he's playing with right. senior rising seniors. He's a rising junior. So he got bumped around a little bit on the way to the rim. Um, but he's definitely a kid. If he continues to develop you, when you go to those NEPSAC prep schools, like you get into a, it, it's not like a college weight program, but at least you get into a, legitimate actual, like, yeah. thing routine because you're at prep school like what what the hell else do you have to do right study play basketball lift weights like th those are the three things you do so he was one that I like I it was my first look at him I was pretty excited uh with what I saw from him I I'm interested to catch him again tomorrow uh because that was a guy that kind of popped up late it, it was not a kid that was was on my radar um going into the game uh let's see i there's another kid i didn't get to see today i need to see tomorrow his name's emmanuel richards uh he's a 2023 um but i think that's it for the most part the lj thomas was okay sean phillips wasn't here with wildcat select so i didn't get to watch him uh i Noel ross i didn't think was a high major guy for loaded north carolina so I think that pretty much covers most of the guys that I was um, that I was checking out today. But it, it felt good to be back on the road, man. I bet, especially with coaches in the building, and you know, it just like and your and your new your new buddy Jeff Goodman. Yeah, I talked. I spent like thirty minutes talking with Mike Roberts and I Jeff mean, Goodman. The, pan the pandemic will really do it to you, huh? Well, I mean, they were, they spent a bunch of time talking about Archie and just the whole, you know, what, what everything that went down at Indiana, I was just kind of 
hanging out for a while there <laughs> i was just kind of there uh but actually it was a, it was a good conversation with jeff like when you know i can't be too mad about like i don't like somebody because he's snarky on twitter i, I it's not really my lane How's, right did like, you ask I, him how his boyfriend was doing who chris good yeah yeah i i saw chris today i talked to chris for a little while today I, I get along with Mac fairly well. Him and Jeff happy they can, you know, snuggle up to each I other again. I didn't I didn't see them talking to each other today. Well, I mean, they're probably sharing a hotel room so they don't yeah, you're need right. to talk <laughs> But it was good. I, I did I caught up with Goodman for a while. I caught up with Borzello for a while. Um, saw Jody Demling from the Louisville site, Rad Johns from the Indiana site, uh Chaz Wolf. That, uh did you see John Brandon? No, I did not. Did not. Um, I, I, so I got to catch up with some of my 24-7 buddies, got to catch up with some national guys that I've known for a while. It was uh, – got to catch up with Coach Savino for a little bit, which uh, if anybody knows, like knows me well enough. Darren is probably like my best friend in the business. Um, we still talk regularly. So I haven't seen him. I waved to him at the uh, Elite Eight game after they won. But mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't seen Darren for almost two years. Like since they since they left, I don't know that I've seen Darren in person. So it was pretty cool to catch up with Darren for a while and uh, a couple other guys. I, I, I got to, got to chat with Sean Dwyer for a little bit. Who uh, Sean was always very good to us on the last staff. So yeah, it was uh, it was it, like. It, you miss that stuff, man. Like you miss just hanging out and talking ball. Well, like, sure, I mean I. I like just going like last year, just went through like withdrawals, not being able to go to higher ground. I only yeah. got like a couple times, but I look forward to it so much that just because of the access we get, like not being able to go is awful. I can't wait to go this year. Yeah. And it, you know, you, I've been doing this now. I've been on the road for like 12 years and, you know, had it taken away last year. So it was, it was really cool to like get back out and just, just get around be around all those guys and you know you end up meeting a bunch of new people and coaches like that's how the it's funny because like that's how it, it, you don't you don't think about it when it's like happening but as things like as big things happen it's the small relationships you made during days like today or somebody you maybe met you know five years ago at an event and you guys exchange numbers and you've texted back and forth a little bit. And all of a sudden that guy is like a potential candidate to be on the staff of the person that's trying to get hired. And they're hitting you up like, Hey, have you heard anything about my guy in the Cincinnati job? And you're like, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. His name came up yesterday. (laughs) Appreciate, appreciate you hitting me up. I'll let you know if I hear anything. Um, but that's it's 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 a big part of this job. It's a big part of why Bearcat Journal has been able to uh, to continue elevating who we are. And it's fun. I had a great day. I didn't see a lot of a lot of kids that I, I think are going to be future Bearcats. But right. some, some days you see a bunch of them and some days you, you don't catch much. So. It is what it is. I, I've, I've been, I spent most of my day trying to concoct ways to get into Peach Jam next weekend. I don't understand why you're wasting your time on that. 
because that's where the ta- that's where the kids are. How so are you going to concoct your way to get in? I have a plan. Okay. Well, I can't wait till you get down there and. It Although I wouldn't, work. I wouldn't go if I didn't know I was going <laughs> to get in. The plan would involve me knowing I was going to get in. Uh, it's just a matter of whether I can do it or not. I tried to bribe one of my friends that's one of the higher ups at Nike, and I told him, you know, if he can get me in, I'll he can he can call me a bitch all week, all he wants. And he was like, <laughs> "That sounds tempting." <laughs> but. No, it's probably not going to happen, but I've got a Hail Mary. I've got one Hail yeah. Mary that, okay, might, well. that might work. They are. Here's the, here's the screwed up part, Dave. No fans are allowed. They approve 30 media members, and that's it. Yeah. So only one person from the athletic is in. Eric Bossy and, and – Travis Branham, the two national, like the two top national guys, those are the only guys allowed in. Right. 24-7. Um, it's crazy. And ESPN, because they're broadcasting the games, ESPN gets like eight guys that get to go yeah. to when everybody else only gets one. Bullshit. Bullshit. But we'll see if my master plan works. I don't know how I'm going to pull it off, but maybe. Maybe. So that's, All right. I guess that's it for basketball recruiting for tonight. We went like I think that was on that. almost an hour. So yeah. I think that'll satisfy the hyenas. <laughs> Even though there's not a lot of like meat on the bones, you get, you yeah. get the inside, like the inside on on what really goes on. Right. So I threw it out to the board because we don't really have other than the basketball stuff. There's not really anything newsworthy going on so i threw it out to the board right give us some topics i don't want questions because we already have a mailbag segment in 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 the bbp and there's no point in duplicating that so give us some topics that you're interested in and we got a we got a couple good ones i want to start off with yeah let's do who are your and i'll give mine your uh, maybe five guys, and let's put some qualifiers on it. They have not started a game, and they haven't even really been what you would consider to be like a key contributor. So who are your guys to watch for the football maybe in the 2022-2023 type season? All right. We'll go back we'll go back and forth so we don't repeat, you know, repeat guys. Evan Prater. Yes. That's cheating. <laughs> you said didn't play in 2021, <laughs> might not play much in 2020, didn't play in 2020, might not play uh, much in 2021. Yeah. Nailed yeah, okay. it. Nailed it. Who's your first pick? <laughs> Uh, my first pick is Sammy Anderson. Okay. I think, I think he is like, he's the most, in my opinion, like the most prototypical clone to sauce. 
maybe even more athletic at this stage, maybe further along from an athletic physical standpoint than, than Ahmad was when he was that age. But I, I think he is, he's the guy they're going to look to to jump into that position next year. I have a name that I disagree with your Sammy Anderson name. Okay. Well, that's good. That's, that's the point of this. So far, so far, and it has been, you know, battling for, for spots on the depth chart. So far, Sammy Anderson has been behind Todd Bumpus. Right. And Bumpus has been, um, I would say, I would say Sammy has been the more uh, electric player, right? If you will. Yeah. Where Bumpus has been by far the more, more consistent, consistent of the two. So I think that's like, that's an interesting call. For sure. Because, because I really like what Bumpus has showed throughout practice last year and throughout spring football where Bumpus was the guy behind sauce and Sammy was the guy behind Bumpus. And that, well, well I mean, that's not even really true because actually, if you want to talk about who the guy is behind sauce, it's Jaquan Shepard. Yeah. That's been the backup to sauce. So does Jaquan Shepard count because he'll be what? A redshirt junior next year? I mean, I guess it counts because, like, he really hasn't – he hasn't, like – I wouldn't call him a a defensive, you know, contributor yet. I mean, he's he's played and he's, you know, he's a – yeah, he's on the – on the roster, he's a junior. With the coat, yeah. I mean, that would be hard if he was going – like, next year is going to be his senior year. That would be difficult. Right. Because, you're, you know, he's only getting one year, and you're going to have a couple guys behind him that would have potentially three in their back pocket. It's interesting you brought up Bumpus because at Squat Fest, he's on the board for vertical jump. Yeah. In the top three, he's he's tied with Derek Forrest for third with 36-and-a-half introvert he's an athlete and he like i said he's been more consistent with sammy than sammy justin and williams and i have had this argument several times because i'm in the bumpus camp and, and he's in the sammy camp now the good news is you can play them both at the same time oh, yeah <laughs> and if <laughs> you, you know can. if that's your future duo of uh lockdown corners i think you're going to be in good shape because i think both are going to be really good uh, so I'll, I'll see your Sammy Anderson and raise you Todd Bumpus. All right. So who's, who's your, who's your, and these don't have to be, these aren't in my order of like one through five, like most likely they're just five, five guys. So who's, who'd be next for you? I don't think this is a surprise. If you know my history, I'm going Justin Watley. Uh, he would have been on, he would have been in one of my, he would have been one of my five for sure. I think he's going to be a staple. He's going to be able to stop the run with his strength. 
He's going to be able to get to the, the quarterback with his quickness. Um, I think he's going to be really good at that five technique defensive end. Uh, so I, I, I have very high hopes for him. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I've talked to Ron Crook many times over the season where Ron Crook was adamant that, that Watley gave them, Watley was on the scout team last year, that Watley gave them better looks on the scout team than a lot of the guys they saw defensively in the American athletic conference as a true freshman. I am very bullish on Justin Watley. So that's, that's my next one. My next one would be Ethan Wright. We got a very small taste this year. So I wouldn't count that as a, you know, major piece to, he t- touched the ball twice. Right. <laughs> he did touch the ball in the first play of the game, though, which was pretty hilarious. Well, again, we 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 already determined what that was. That was that was Mike Denbrock like licking the piece of cake so Marcus Freeman wouldn't eat it. Right. <laughs> he but is mine. I just cannot I have him on a, defense. I think he's a, can be a dynamic guy. Whether it's I do too. Just as a straight up back. I mean, the first play is. His one, you know, his play was a was a catch, um, but it was a designed swing pass. So I just, you know, he's got good size, six one, almost two. Who knows? At this point, he might be over two hundred pounds. Um, you know, hat seems to have enough speed. That you know, that was always the question. Do you, do you does he need to go to defense because of speed? But I think he's a running back and. I think there's a lot, a lot to like there for the next couple of years. That backup running back job is going to be fascinating because you don't know with Chuck if he's ready and, and, and what level of impact he's going to have after two ACL injuries. Um, I think Ethan is better. Like I, I like Ryan Montgomery a lot. I think Ethan Wright probably gives you more than Ryan Montgomery gives you as a runner and as a pass catcher. I would so, agree. Um, I, 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 would, I would say there's a wild card there. Montgomery just does everything you want well enough that it's always going to be hard to supplant him. Yes. There is a wild card there, though. Well, yeah, Miles Montgomery. Miles Montgomery, because Miles Montgomery, if he's what they think he is, could end up jumping them both. So you got to watch like that's going to be a fast. I'm really interested to see Miles Montgomery when we get to higher ground. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him a lot. Um, okay, what's your uh, what's your third? This is probably recency bias. <laughs> You know who I'm going with, don't you? This is probably, yeah, probably recency bias. But (laughs) they are going to have to replace Sauce. And as of right now, there's only one body type I've seen on this roster that looks like animal edge rusher. And it's Rob Jackson. You mean they're going to have to replace Myjay? Myjay, I mean, yeah. What, who did I say? Sauce? No. Sauce. Myjay. 
They have to replace Majay. There's no heir apparent at that speed rush, you know, rush end position. I haven't seen Rob Jackson rush the quarterback yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Rob Jackson do anything but stand in a weight room. Correct. And that like, was I don't enough. Even think I watched it. I, I didn't even see him actually lift a weight. I think I just saw him stand there. I saw him, I saw him squat a little bit. Like he, you know. Uh but my goodness. And and my Jay was a guy by year two, he was he was going after the quarterback. And I think by year two, with my Jay out of the picture, they're gonna have to find a guy to fill that spot. I think it's gonna be hard to keep Rob Jackson off the field. I don't yes. disagree. It's squat fest recency bias. Bias. Yeah, the I only, might, I mean, I might the be only wrong. thing is like we literally have no no basis for that at all. None <laughs> from a football sense, but I don't disagree. None. None. Here's what I know about Rob Jackson. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember mm -hmm. a freshman looking like him arriving on campus in yeah. quite some time. Six five, two eighty-five, eighty-three inch wingspan. Oh boy, if he can play at all. <laughs> and he did not strike me as look like Tarzan, play like Jane. Right. Oh, so. no, certainly not. And, you know, we talked to a few people and he's, he's very talk little, do more, like just yeah. head down, get, get the shit done that I need to get done. So, and he's working with the big if boys. That's your mentality in the weight room and you've already gained. 20 pounds since you, yeah, roughly 10 to 20 pounds since you've been here. It's not like you're all of a sudden going to go out on the field and not carry that same mentality. Yeah. So I want to just put all three of these guys in the same camp, but I'm not going to, and I'm not going to use all three for my next pick. So I'm um, for my last three. So I'm going to go with um, Deshaun Pace. Okay. I mean, it's, it's easy to go with all three of the three amigos. Right, but I, I don't. That's that would that would be unfair, cheating, whatever. But I don't know why. I've always felt from watching him back his especially his senior year. Like I thought he was vastly underrated as a high school player. He did so much for that defense, and I he just seems like that perfect. I mean, what do they have him at? Sniper. Joker, sniper, whatever the hell they're calling it now. They're calling it the dollar. It's their dollar package. Well, right. It's like the fifth, like the down in the box DB, basically. Right. Like what Wig, what Wig played his junior year. His yes like and year no. the all the interceptions. He played that position. Not really. Like, he was he was the fourth DB because they had they were a four three at that. But he point played in time. down in he played down inside yeah. on he the was slot the, or down in the box. Like he was the nickel basically, but they only had two corners on the two corners. And right, because he had the, the interception field. against UCLA, the return against SMU were all from that kind of in the box. Yeah, I'm just saying the, the difference now is they're playing five defensive backs. Right. So that linebacker is more of a coverage linebacker than it was the way that Wig played. Just yeah. to, the football nerds will, you know, the, the coaches on the board will will point that out. That 
there were only four <laughs> defensive backs on the field when Wiggins was doing that. Now there's five. Uh, so you have somebody like, you know, this year it's um, Arquan Bush. Yeah. But, but you're yeah, going mean, to use you're going to use pace to cover tight ends. You're going to use pace to cover running backs. Like, I mean, he's prob- listed at six two two eighteen. You got to think he's up closer to like two twenty five. These weights yeah. are never accurate. Um, maybe he's maybe he's a little bit less. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they want him to trim down. I don't know. But I I think he kind of just and especially if they play a little bit more four three, I think he fits in that as well. Um, I would agree. As a weak side guy, speed guy. So I'm, I'm interested to see where he kind of shakes out this year as kind of, uh, you know, if he makes himself a spot with the twos, you know, or how much run he gets. Yeah, no doubt. Um, my last one's going to be, uh, this one's going to well, be. You got a, two more. A two more. All right. Ooh. Um, because you I'm said looking, Bumpus, Watley, and then I took. Um, I guess that's the only two I've said, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Well, and Prater. And Prater, right? I I won the I won the game on the first pick. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um. I think the biggest question going forward will be safety long-term because you're not, you know, Brian Cook and and Javon Hicks are going to be gone. And that's after losing Forrest and Wiggins. So Mm -hmm. I think you go young there. And this is another one. We haven't seen him on the field yet. I, I, I might give, I might give a, a, either or answer here there's there's three guys that are going to have a chance to like of the young group make a name for themselves brian threats armorion smith isaiah cox and if i had to pick from the three i'd probably go isaiah cox although i really liked what i saw from armorion smith in spring ball as well uh, but I, I think Isaiah Cox at 6'2", 185. I think he's got a little bit more speed than Armorion Smith does, where Smith is going to be uh, probably more of like that physical, strong safety in the box, come up and hit you in the mouth type. I think Cox is going to be able to cover. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Isaiah Cox is the next great safety in the Bearcats no-fly zone secondary, the number one secondary in the country, according to 24-7 sports. Just, just picking dudes that have never sniffed the field. I love it. Hey, <laughs> I'm going off of like the people I've talked to, like the information no, I got I through the recruiting process. I, they're very high on Isaiah Cox. Uh, I, maybe, I, I will, I, I, maybe I will amend that. But here's what I liked about Isaiah Cox. <laughs> you know who Isaiah Cox shadowed the entire time we were at Squad Fest? I do because I was there, but you can tell everybody else. You tell them. Brian Cook. I don't need. Yes. He was in Brian Cook's shadow the entire time, and there might not be a harder worker on the team than Brian Cook. 
if Isaiah Cox is able to keep up with the activity of Brian Cook in the weight room, even for an hour and a half, I'm as high on Isaiah Cox as a lot of other people are. And I know the guy sitting in the big office. Uh, there's, there's two guys in this freshman class that he scratched his head and wondered, what am I not seeing? How are there not major, major power programs after these two guys? And it was Rob Jackson and Isaiah Cox. So give me Isaiah Cox, safety of the future. The Isaiah Cox one always baffled me too because he plays at one of, if not the best high school programs in the entire state of Tennessee. Yeah. That is right down the road from UT. So coaches have no reason not to know who he is. I mean, Alcoa is probably the best high school program in the state. I mean, they've won. I couldn't tell you how many state championships they've won. And Andy's Randall Cobb's cousin. That gives him some credence as an athlete. (laughs) Right. Uh, So my next choice is Will Pauling. Like it. I think that dude's just going to make a shit ton of plays. I don't disagree there. He might not get on much run this year because the slot is really, really log jammed. Yeah. But next year, 2023, I think he's going to make – I think he's got like – I feel like he's a faster Shaq Washington. Maybe even a little shiftier too. Like he's – yeah, well, he's definitely got some shake. Like that – the last play in the spring game. Yeah. But I just think that dude's going to find his way on the field and make a ton of plays. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, So this is – I'm supposed to keep this to guys that are not going to have an impact in 2021? Well, they could, but but it would be kind of a surprise. Like – So I can't pick John like. No, because he's just a projected starter. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't played a game. He hasn't, he's barely but he played better a be good. Like, no, he's a projected starter. Like, that doesn't count. I think it should count. <laughs> the, the, the question was for, for down the road. Well, yeah, he's going to start this year, and then for three more years, he's going to start. Oh, Jesus. Fine, Whatever. <laughs> No, if you don't let it happen, then fine. Um, the problem is I don't know on these offensive linemen yet who else. That's – like I want to say Gavin Gerhardt, but you just don't know with offensive linemen, man. It's just – Until they're out there, <coughs> don't know. Right. I just don't have any idea. Huh. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the line. I'll keep the line moving with my irrational, um, (laughs) my irrational prisoner of the moment takes from squat fest. And I'll say Jack Dingle is going to be a star at linebacker. Dude, man, (laughs) that dude is put together. 
he's built like a football god. Like he's built like he was I mean, he was manufactured in the football factory. Might be more impressive than what Rob Jackson looked like because, like, if you draw up what a linebacker is supposed to look like, it is exactly Jack Dingle. Oh yeah. So I've gone, I've gone all three. I've taken all three of the freshmen that just physically look different than the other guys that are in their class. I, I'll back up Rob Jackson and Isaiah Cox with Jack Dingle. So I, I didn't want to. I'm not going to pick him, but I do. I, I just came to my mind when you guys when you guys were talking about Dante Corleone on the. Did he look like BBP, a cartoon character? He's Bebop from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He kind of is. I mean, kinda he is. is like not kind of like <laughs> he is. Like he needs the the purple mohawk, and yeah. like that's who he that's who he is. That was you that said that, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so my last one, I already said that I wanted to go to Gavin Gerhardt, but I can't because just we just don't know with the offensive linemen. So in that case, take a chance and go with Cam Jones. I think I'm, <laughs> I, thought, I think I'm going to go with another wide receiver and go with Marquez Bell. Yeah, I mean he had a lot of hype for me. Going, I mean. The problem, the other guy I would, I mean, if we didn't have to consider this year, like Tyler Scott, I think he's going to be a star. Right, but he did play, like, he he played a decent amount last year. He didn't get the ball thrown. Was no, I wouldn't much. call him, a, like, a contributor. I mean, he wasn't in the top five or six in catches, but, like. But he was on the field. I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, who the hell's 21? Right. That's fair. At least nobody that is listening to this and follows the team you know right so yeah I, li- I liked what we've what we've seen from Marquez Bell I think he's you know a, a little bit bigger more physical guy that clearly showed he could get open I mean he got open he was the only guy getting open for Evan in the spring game the only guy he was really connecting with down the field had a couple nice plays where he worked back to the quarterback which you don't usually see a ton of from young guys. Yeah. <coughs> so I, I like, uh, I like what I've seen so far from him. And with, with Michael how- Young, with Michael Young and Pierce and Jordan Jones, Josh Wiley, likely, I mean, there's going to be next year. There's going to be a new crop of pass catchers for this team. Yeah, for sure. So it's going to have sure. to be more than Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott. I'm excited. I think Chris Scott long-term is going to make an impact. I think all those guys could. I mean, Jaden Thompson got run at the very beginning of the year as a true freshman. Yeah. Tyler Scott, Chris Scott, Marquez Bell. Like, there's there's going to be – that's the thing is, like, we feel like there's good possibilities there, but there's going to be catches. So, I mean, guys are going to get their chances. And if he can stay healthy. I do think there's a place for Blue Smith to still leave an impact at the University of Cincinnati. Oh, for sure. He but looks can't, great. He me? looks amazing, but we can't talk about him because, like, he never goes more than two weeks of practice without getting hurt. Well, he didn't get hurt at the end of the spring. Well, he, he got had, COVID for the he second got COVID time. COVID 
twice. <laughs> yeah. Like that's 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 tough tough draw for the kid. Like that is still I I think there's still I know a lot of people ask about him constantly and I know at times it's annoyed the shit out of me um because there's nothing like he just he has been unable to stay healthy. There's nothing we can do or say about that. Right. But if he can stay healthy, I do think Blue Smith has a chance to be an outside threat in this offense going forward. For sure. So we are going on an hour and a half. I know we, we will get to the whole like 2021 V2209 team thing, but that we'll, is going to we'll, end up we'll taking way a, longer than it should. We'll leave a segment for that next Thursday. So let's end this one, though, with a fun one. We got asked about our favorite sports movies. Okay. I, first off, I'm not a big movie guy. I'm not either, but I've seen a lot of, as a, we come to a shock to you, I've seen a lot of sports movies. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen a decent amount of sports movies, but I'm just not like, I'm just not a sit down and watch movies guy. Right. That's fine. But like, so what are your. My number one, I know it right off the bat is, is easy for me. Okay. What is the it? one sports movie I know I could watch every time it's on and laugh and enjoy myself every time it's on is major league. Oh, Major League's definitely up there. That's, I mean, that's that is probably my- the only, that's, I think the only, I mean, <clears throat> the only baseball movie that I actually like. I, I, I'm not, like, I'm not I'm, big. I'm more into the comedies. Like, I'm not, yeah, a, me too. I'm not a field of dreams or, like, no. the the old, what, what's the uh, Eight Men Out or, like. Sandlot. The, Sandlot's a good movie, but no. I'm not saying they're not good movies. I'm just saying it's not like... Right, they don't interest me as much as like the comedies would. My my top one, Caddyshack. Caddyshack like, would probably be number two for me. It's... Like, I've probably... I mean, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Like, I think I've seen the movie between 100 and 200 times. That's me with Major League. I mean, I can, I can sit there on, with Major League and and do and say word for word the whole movie i've my i've even my number one impression is lou brown lou brown oh yeah like i don't know charlie i got a guy on the other line looking at some white walls it might also be the cigarettes that's probably has part to do with it i I don't know charlie i got a guy on the other line about some white walls let me get back to you you put snot on the ball my my maybe my favorite Lou Brown line. You may run like maze, but you hit like shit. Yeah, there's so many, so many, so many good lines. In so yeah, movie. like uh, Caddyshack and, and Major League would definitely be right at the top of the list for me. Uh, I, I Billy Madison makes or not Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore makes Happy me Gilmore. laugh. Happy yeah. Gilmore makes me laugh. When I was a kid, I was like the I was a little shithead kid that was like hard to believe. That was like when the TV tower fell on the green. I was like, they wouldn't let him keep playing, you know, like just because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I was like so into golf and everything. And right, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say Rocky Four is a movie. I, I, I'm that, a Rocky guy. Like, yeah, I like that Rocky Four would probably be my favorite. Rocky of the Four is, is my favorite of the Rockies. That one's always whenever that's on. That's a, like, if I can, like, stop what I'm doing 
it should be no surprise that that our sports movies are pretty similar, given that like our sarcasm and sense of humor is is also and we're, and we're like very similar age too. Yeah. So the stuff that was you know that you liked, I probably you know liked as well. Um, blue chips, love blue chips. Yeah, blue chips is good. I mean, it's it's silly. It's yeah, but it's that's why it, well that's what makes it good. Yeah. It's like um, it was, and also it was like one of the first movies that I can remember where they got like <coughs> recognizable stars. athletes to stars. play yeah. not themselves. You know, like, oh shit, Shaq is playing Neon Badeau and Penny's Butch McRae, like, right. you know, and like you knew who those guys were, but they weren't like playing guys on the They were playing Magic. themselves. They were playing college guys. Yeah. So it was, it was cool that it was, you know, it was kind of like that. Um, he got game. He got games, a really good one. Like I, 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 no surprise. I was always a basketball guy growing up. Yep. So he got game. Um, that was a Liked good, that one. a good basketball um, movie. To say the program. Yeah. That would probably be in, in terms of football movies. Love, love the program. The longest yard is that where they the, the guy takes out the gun in the beginning and shoots somebody? No, that is the last Boy Scout. It's not yeah, even. A, last it's Boy not really Scout. a sports movie. It's not, but no, that's with Bruce Willis and yeah, yeah the last. Um, but yes, yeah, the guy on the football field takes out a gun and shoots a guy because he's high towards the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, I haven't seen that in probably twenty five years. But that scene is one you'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, basketball. That was a little, like, a little too silly for me. Oh, it's 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 an absurd movie. But <laughs> I actually went to the like sneak preview of that movie as with my dad and my little brother and another friend, and uh, it was definitely not a movie that you brought a little brother to. So, have, <laughs> I, have I ever told you why I moved to LA? No. Okay. So I had I had a buddy like one of my best friends his like childhood best friend was moving to LA to design like the the art on the windows of like restaurants and and shit sure you know the the graphics like the McDonald's uses like so my buddy rode out there with him in the U-Haul so that he had somebody to like ride with like on the way out there so they ride out there and the first night they get to LA, um, he lived in, he, he got a place in Redondo beach and they park the U-Haul. They don't unload the U-Haul. They just park the U-Haul and they go straight to the pier in Redondo beach to this bar. So at like six 30 in the morning, I get a call from my buddy back here. And I was living in Athens, Ohio. I was in like me and my my girlfriend at the time were kind of like it was a little rocky. Um, Six thirty in the morning, I get a call. So three thirty in the morning, LA time, and my buddy's like, "Bro, pack your car." And I'm like, "Pack my car? You've been there for like eight hours. What do you mean, pack my car?" He's like, "We got here. We went to this bar in Redondo Beach. We sat down at the bar. We started drinking." We started talking to these two guys next to us. They started buying us shots. We met these three girls from Peru that were awesome. Turns out the two guys at the bar were Trey Parker and Matt Stone. (laughs) He's like, we've been here 
like 45 minutes and we're sitting at the bar doing shots of Jaeger with Trey Parker and Matt Stone and hanging out with these three girls from Peru. This is the greatest thing ever. Pack your car. Let's go. <laughs> so three weeks later, I packed my car. Like after I, I arranged to transfer at work, three weeks later, I packed my car and moved to Hermosa Beach and lived in L.A. for a year. That's that's exactly the reason that it happened. That's uh that's a, a good uh, good deal for those guys. I mean, what would you do if your best friend called you and said, like, hey, we've been here for 45 minutes and we're already like partying with with superstars? Yeah. I'm like, oh, sounds great. And then one of the guys that that we knew out there ran a bar called Harrios in Manhattan Beach. And he went to uh school for the creative and performing arts with Carmen Electra. And yeah. this is 1999, 2000. So he knew Carmen still while she was, uh, she was pretty popular in 1999, 2000. Oh yeah. So we got to go to the Playboy Mansion and do, I had a really good year when we <laughs> lived in LA. It was a good I time. Bet. I bet. One day I woke up and I was like, all right, I think I've, I've had enough fun. I need to go back home. <laughs> There's such a thing. All right. But- I, I think that was five each, right? It might have been, might have been. I mean, I've, I've seen sports movies. You know, when you growing up and your whole, I've, that's you know, white men can't jump is definitely up there for me. Yeah. Um. I know I'm gonna forget a ton, and people will, you know, people will weigh in, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure I'll, like there'll be a couple that pop up that I just didn't think of. Um, like I said, it's hard, like it's difficult for me because I'm just one, I don't have the attention span to sit down and watch. That's why I like, I'm one, I prefer like, if I'm going to sit down and watch something like that, I'm going to watch like a stand up, Right. And two, if I'm going to watch a movie, it better not be over 90 minutes. I'm on some website and it's, it's just like the, the 50 greatest sports movies of all time. Yeah. And they have Caddyshack at 23. And some of the movies they have in front of him, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Those people are miserable. Those people don't like to laugh, whatever those movies like. And like, just I'm just I'll just throw this one out there. They have Moneyball ahead of Caddyshack. I mean, in terms of like, if you're a super sports nerd, right? But it's it's just not a better movie. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's fair. But anyway, um, so we said we'd save save the other save the whole O nine deal because that's that's yeah that's gonna need like its own not even like segment that's gonna need its own show basically yeah. I think. Um, the funny thing is, did you listen? Uh, and I listened because I was I was traveling uh, yesterday Wednesday. Pike agreed. He brought up the question that I asked, and he, he said, finally, "I don't know." He finally succumbed to. The he evidence. said, "I don't." He said, "I don't know how you could argue that this is the most talented roster in UC history." They've got the number five player in the country. I mean, can you talk might, about that might. for a second. Yeah, we can talk about that for sure. I mean, they have the number five and like the number thirty-four player, and two guys that are probably right outside the top fifty. Oh in, yeah, and Dez and Josh Wiley. Yeah. There's you see football's never seen anything like this. Never. The number five player in the country, Dave. Yeah. 
the legacy is I know this is crazy to say before his junior season, before he goes in, like, we don't know where he's going to get drafted. We don't know what his his career is going to be as a professional, but the legacy that, that Ahmad Gardner is leaving behind at Cincinnati is one that, that nobody else has ever, I mean, Greg Cook, I guess, maybe. He has to have a bad year to not go in the first round. And look at it right now. Like a bad year. Yeah. Like he has to, I mean, I guess. He has to get beat a lot. Like He has to give up like five touchdowns. Yeah. Like just like not be good to not go in the first round. Because the corners are already valued supremely. So and like he's made he's made splash plays. He's got the nickname, he's got the look, he's got the personality. <laughs> like the guy's gonna walk out of here as one of the top three, probably or four all-time great college careers at Cincinnati. If not, I know the Greg Cook people and and there's a couple guys from back in those days that they'll argue. This is a whole different animal, man. And he is, he's the number five player in the country by pro football focus. Yeah. That's a big deal. And look at the way DBs are jumping in the boat. You can't tell me that's not in large part because of a mod guard. I mean, like if he has a good year, does what we all, if he just replicates last year, just does yeah. exactly the same. If Derek Stingley Jr. wasn't in his same class, he would be a for sure 100% top 10 pick. Yeah. He might it still might, be. He might still be. But he just like, has a generational opinion. corner also in the same class. Which is kind of funny, though, because like LSU gave up the most passing yards in the country last year. Yeah. So, how, I mean, and I'm a, I've been as big of a Derek Stingley fan as there is like I've always kind of put Ahmad second to him but like part of me is like like I don't really give a shit how messed up the stuff was in front of you like if you're that good you don't give up more passing yards than anybody else right you're not last right maybe you're 10th to last but you're not last so but yeah I mean he's like you know from what we know that other people don't know, he's right around 200. Yes. You know, that, that's, and, 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 you know, that has always been the question about him, his size. Well, and, and his, what is his legit, legit speed? And Brady won't tell us, but he's, he has said fast enough. Which I'm so, guessing means what, four fours? I would, I would say, I just, I mean, if he runs a four five, that's not fast enough floored. for a quarter. No, I would be floored if he was a four three guy. Yeah, I would too. He'd have to have a hell of a day to be in the four threes. But what if I would have told you that yeah, Derek Forrest was Derek Forrest was going to run a four three four? No kidding. Because uh, I mean, <laughs> I'd have lost a lot of money on that one. I would have bet Derek, same as I'm talking about with Sauce. I would have bet Derek would have given you somewhere in the four fours. If you oh, yeah. told me, if you told me Derek run a, was going to run a four three at his pro day, 
I lost a lot of money. And I'm sorry, Derek, if, you, if that's doubting you. But 4-3 is fast-fast. That's what we talked about at the time. Like, you just did, I never saw that that on tape. Yeah. And I didn't say that he was – I never said that he was slow. But I didn't see – I mean, that's, that's flying. So – And then Maizé at 34 <clears> – <throat> I mean, two top 50 guys on your defense and a, and a bunch of other, like, really, really, really good, potentially I mean, drafting you, around them. We started to talk about it whenever it was, like, around the draft. There's a legit chance they could have 10 guys drafted. Like, a lot of stuff would have to Has go to happen. Yeah. beautifully. But, but I think you're starting to see NFL teams come around to – these are guys that have been trained right. These are guys that have been coached. These are guys that love the game. These are guys that play hard. These are guys that you want in your organization. I mean, they have a automatic surefire five. Sauce, Majay, Dez, Wiley. Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's going to get drafted. Absolutely. I think Beavers gets fairly easily but i'm just saying like right off the bat yeah there's five in july there's five yeah and uh, cook and hicks if they have good years following up forest and wiggins i mean there's they can move up the board beavers cook hicks what does briggs do pierce pierce is a guy that pierce is going to test insane Lenny, lenny like I think I think there's a decent chance Lee might next year. I'm just that, saying, like the, these are all guy. guys that if yeah. they, I mean, yeah, Lenny might look at it and go, Josh goes this year. I come back. I I'm the main guy now. I do the same thing he did. Yeah. One year later, I mean, that's I'm a coach. That's what I'm pushing. Yeah. To try to you know not have them both out at the same time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's Brooks Brown. I think Marcus Brown could, at that size, with the production that he's had as a as a inside guy, like those guys aren't easy to find in the NFL. He's three hundred plus. He's athletic. No, there's just a lot of a lot of options. Um, even after those, and even the elite if you guys. The, if even if you split the difference, I mean, seven and eight, seven or eight. There ain't going to be many teams in college football that get five guys drafted, much less six, seven, eight. The only teams getting got more than eight guys drafted. Ohio State, Clemson, Ohio Alabama. State, LSU, Alabama. Clemson. But maybe not next year because they, they're young. They had a bunch of guys go this year. And their defensive line is supposed to be their strength, but those guys, like two the of them were all. defensive line is loaded, but, I mean, Brian Brzee was a freshman last year. So there were two of them, right? They had two freshman All-Americans on their defensive line. Yeah. Um, so, I can't remember. Something Davis. Um, but, but yeah. No, you're right. Be crazy. All right. I, I, I don't have a whole lot else. You? No. No, we're, uh, we're pushing two hours, and you know I make fun of – the other podcast for talking for two hours. So there's three people on that podcast. Like there's a lot of takes to get off with three people. <laughs> this is just you and me. Like 
a two-hour conversation for two guys is a long fucking need, need to weed, weed out some every mailbag question doesn't need to get answered we're we're a podcast of the people at the, at the bearcat bounce <laughs> <laughs> all right man well i'm gonna i'm gonna get some rest that's this is gonna serve as the write-up for tonight so uh look for a write-up tomorrow uh, which will just be touching on the same guys because I'm going to watch the same guys again. I might get out to a secondary event to to watch somebody tomorrow uh, that'll change it up a little bit, a kid with an offer. Uh, to, well, a kid with an offer and a kid with interest. So if I can make that happen, uh, that will at least be a little bit different. Um, but all right, that's it. <laughs>